Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tesla of Wrestling.com, and I'm joined by John Clark tonight to talk about WWE NXT. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good. We saw another good episode of NXT like usual, so can't complain. Yeah, it was a... Uh... You know, on paper, it seemed like it would be potentially a slow show, and, and that it was not. We got a, an unexpected title match, and not only an unexpected title match, but an unexpected title change. So it was an eventful show uh, kind of across the board. There's definitely a lot to dig into. Uh, before we do, just want to remind you all, this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming platforms, where it's on called Spotify, YouTube, our podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. So, John... We have a new NXT North American champion, and his name is Isaiah Swerve Scott. This is that unexpected title change I was talking about. This was not announced before the show, but backstage, Isaiah Swerve Scott challenged the champion Bronson Reed, and we got that match tonight. Even though we got uh, North America, uh, the Great American Bash next week, but they they went with a you know kind of a sudden title match and, and title change here. Uh, I did like how they kind of used the history of the the breakout tournament. We can talk about that a little later on, but these two guys were. Uh, in that in that breakout tournament back in 2019, and Swerve Scott kind of took an issue with the fact that uh, that you know Bronson Reed has gone to have the most success, uh, pretty much of, I would say maybe of anybody in, in that in that tournament, uh, at least not there, or at least maybe kind of tied with Angel Garza there. But I like kind of just using that as kind of a motive, and then leading that up to the main event. Pretty classic clash of styles here, Swerve Scott and uh, Bronson Reed. Swerve Scott being cruiserweight, Bronze Reed being a powerhouse. And uh, I mean, it's not a surprise. I mean, that's Chris here in the comments saying, you're not surprised that Reed probably going to the main roster. He's been in dark, dark matches. He's been uh, competing on main event even. So, you know, the kind of the writing has been on the wall in that sense. So Swerve Scott, a new champion, and would be, feel kind of safe to say that uh, Bronze Reed might be pretty clearly bound for the main roster. John, what do you think about Swerve Scott winning? And potentially this being the if not the end for bronze reed on nxt maybe the i don't know maybe his uh swan song for lack of a better word uh so i do think he'll probably maybe get one more rematch i don't think this is just the end of him just like that uh it's very clear that he is moving to the main roster the rumors have been out he was on main event they were very impressed by him uh and i think that they just uh he gives off the vibe of like a Braun Strowman character in a way because he's big and strong and serious, the colossal stuff like that. I do think he's headed to Raw. I don't know what exactly he'll do, but I think hopefully he's used on the Raw and not just on main event every week because that's not really the main roster in my eyes. If you're on Raw, you should be on Raw. That's the main roster. Um, I'm still searching for answers on why everybody is so impressed by Hit Row. Of course, He's a champion now, so I get that now. I get the hype around him now that he's a champion. That doesn't change the fact that over the past month, this increasing hype that's been going on every week, it, it still doesn't make sense to me. I'm not complaining. I'm not saying that this was a bad decision. People love it. Triple H usually listens to what people want and goes with the flow. People really like this, and I think it's because they are very relatable characters. They... Uh, in a sense, they look the part, they play the part, and they do it well. So if if you saw these four outside of wrestling, you would think, okay, they basically they are who I think they are. They, they, it's very realistic what I think what they're doing. I mean, oftentimes, like, for example, uh, 
let's let's while we're talking about Braun Strowman, let's talk about Braun Strowman when he did his Monster Among Men train thing. Like that's not who he is in real life. He didn't do that kind of stuff. But Hit Row gives off that vibe that this is who they are and this is who they want to be. And people love it. They relate to it. They were trending again on Twitter tonight before they won the match. Uh, nothing but positive things being said about them. Uh, where this goes next should be very interesting. I mean, I could see maybe Kyle O'Reilly getting his foot in there with, uh, with a match. Uh, th- there's so many possibilities here. Uh, but to summarize what I just said, pretty much Bronson Reed is probably leaving. Isaiah Swerve Scott is the future of NXT. Yeah, and and that was uh, kind of my thought as well. Uh, and that we see that a lot here with title changes. Even and we got like, we've gotten several comments saying, you know, Bronson Reed should have held the title uh, longer because you know he hasn't had it all too long here. Um, but you know things change, and maybe he he impressed people backstage. People obviously they make they make these kind of decisions, and you know somebody may have said that uh, you know oh we we want Bronson Reed up on the main roster. That's not a, a you know, a, a fact that is just my my belief because he's been in the dark matches and on main event recently. I think that is probably where he's heading sooner and later. I'm not saying he'll be there next week, but yeah, I, I, I think if anything, like he's not going to show. I mean, he could show up this week, but I think maybe if he does get his one more final NXT match or call off or whatever, I do think that it would be maybe. We'll give it three weeks before fans return, before we actually saw him debut on Raw. I don't think it'll be immediate. I do think he'll probably maybe do a couple more dark matches, maybe main events some more. But as far as on Raw itself, I think that will probably wait for fans to be back. And uh, this kind of reminds me of after WrestleMania, when the Viking Raiders came back and everybody was like, well, that's not a surprise for Raw after Mania, because whatever, they're not big names or whatever. Uh, I think Bronson Reed... Uh, Unfortunately, might get similar treatment from the the crowd. Like, oh, it's Bronson Reed. But for one, we expected this, and two, I mean, this isn't like Brock Lesnar or anything. Right. But I think he he deserves more than that. Yeah, and and I maybe they'll kind of go the at least in terms of the, the specific way that he's he's. Yeah, I'll say up. if they introduce him the right way, it'll work. If they just randomly have like a match between Shelton Benjamin and Bronson Reed on Raw, like, right. who cares? I was, I agree. I was thinking maybe something like we always saw with Keith Lee last year, where they kind of announce it. Uh, maybe they did that was the first Keith Lee. It was SummerSlam, and then the night after it was at uh, the Raw that he debuted. So maybe they'll kind of announce it and then bring him in in a meaningful way. Keith Lee uh, quickly feud with Randy Orton. Maybe something kind of similar, or at least you know comparable. Maybe not. I'd Randy like Orton to level. see. I'd like to see like a Sheamus open challenge where Bronson Reed would answer it because that would be a believable feud. Yeah. And may, hey, maybe maybe even you know they could they could go for the the shock upset there. It'd be believable, you know, Bronson Reed with that size, uh, and it seems pretty clear that he's got people, uh, they're at least rooting for him that 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 think that you know no, they're, they're impressed by him. That I think that's why he's getting kind of fast tracked to the main roster here. So I could definitely see that, and uh, yeah, maybe he'll get a rematch. Someone said that they uh, want to see uh, a, a rematch with here because it is worth noting that a Hit Row Records did uh, cost. Uh, read the match and, and we had top dollar interfere and ashanti the adonis really pretty much directly cost read that match so i definitely think that you know we might get one more rematch hey maybe maybe they'll they'll do a rematch next week and that'll be it you know because it is the great american bash yeah so i could see that you know because right now that card is you know not small that i could they probably could add one more match for that uh so i'd like to see that and we did get a comment from nesha curse earlier saying that uh 
and yeah, it's on the screen now. But uh, Hit Row Records could benefit from this because, John, you were saying earlier, now you kind of see at least a little more the the legitimacy of Hit Row with Swerve as at the front being the champion. So, you know, to me, th that will help. But I, I would still agree. I, I couldn't I even thought of it tonight. Like, you know, I was still kind of struggling to really see the the real appeal beyond some some of the vague like, oh, they've got charisma and you know they got a cool look and a cool theme and they, they've got quote unquote it and they do but to me th those are kind of some vague uh you know vague positives and and, and i want to see a little more direction someone mentioned uh kushida as potential opponent there uh right now kushida is the cruiserweight champion not on the show this week worth pointing out but you know maybe there's something i'm thinking that. we we have a potential feud coming up of hit row and legato del fantasma with santos escobar the problem being that they're both heels obviously but yeah. uh they've both been built up very strongly i just think you know to kind of summarize on this uh like herman says reed is going to become the next keith lee i wouldn't necessarily necessarily say that but i think bronson reed fits the bill of someone that vince mcmahon wants reed has really found his footing recently he's become better at promos ever since they kind of ditched the thick boy gimmick he was doing and moved into the kind of the colossal gimmick uh, it's worked very well for him. Being a babyface has worked very well for him. Uh, I think he will be successful, but, but, uh, in in the words of Luke Goddessart, they need to creatively book him the right way because this could go downhill very fast if they don't. And we've seen it before for NXT call ups one too many times. Too many times. Yeah, I agree. So that that will be the key. Uh, if slash one he does move up. You know, to me, the way that they get called up, you know, uh, those first couple of weeks are very crucial. I just uh, think this is happening at the perfect time with fans coming back and WWE would kind of want to take like a fresh start here. I just think this is this is the perfect time for Reed to come up. And I just hope that works out for him. Yeah, I hope so, too. Uh, something else I kind of hope works out. And it seems to be a little divisive here, but and I don't know. I More so than recent memory, I've never really had such a weird journey with one feud during one single show because i i entered the show and the first segment when we had carrying cross and johnny gargano uh, gargano attached cross backstage and at first i was like yeah I'm, I'm i'm here for this we we saw this tease last week and i was excited for it then and i, I like the idea that okay johnny gargano is saying hey you know, you might be this big, bad, you know, dominant guy, but I'm Johnny Wrestling. I'm I'm the guy around here, or at least, you know, he has that that track record to go off of. Uh, but then, you know, we got yet another attack later on. And then yeah, I think there are like three different segments here where like Gargano attack cross backstage, then he, uh, Theory and Gargano attack cross in the ring, and then yet again backstage uh, when and cross got the upper hand there. But for me, like this is, was weird because John, I think you and I talked about it last week where I thought we were kind of going with Johnny Gargano turning face and kind of as a nice segue, Bronson Reed lost tail night. He might be moving up. Guess who was also in dark matches and KPM event, Karrion Cross. So kind of the writing on the wall there as well, that maybe sooner and later, Karen Cross be moving up, but uh, and then in that case, I would expect a, a very similar thing. Gargano to, uh, to take the title, uh, Cross to move up, but you know, I thought that would kind of mean positioning Gargano as a face. We talked about it last week. All these factions, a lot of them are heels. Maybe the way turns face, Gargano wins the title. Have him be the old reliable, you know, uh, main event guy in NXT. And there you go. But tonight, 
Uh, Gargano attacked Cross from behind twice, and then he was kind of bragging about it. And he, he faked leaving the arena, attacked him from behind again. Definitely not a, a good guy thing to do. And but Cross wasn't really a good guy either. So now we don't really have a babyface in this story, which, as we, we were talking about last night on Raw, with very Ripley and Charlotte Flair, you don't need a babyface, but you know. It's it's it can be hard to do that kind of story uh, successfully. I know some people definitely were not on board with this. What do you think about this? Uh, you know, it is pretty clear this is the the direction we're going. Maybe not a Great American Bash, but uh, sooner rather than later here with crossing Gargano. Uh, I certainly get the vibes of a heel versus heel feud. I don't think either of them are going to be turning babyface. The babyface in this feud is Samoa Joe. Believe it or not, um, he is. You could was kind of at first like not quite sure what's going on, but tonight Samoa Joe showed clearly that he's a babyface with the Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole segment and then the carrying cross thing. Uh, so no surprises there really to me. I I just hope that carrying cross wins this because to kind of do the same thing with cross that you're doing with Reed, we assume um, Gargano is not the guy I would pick. Uh, I would pick maybe Pete Dunne. So somebody more than Gargano because Gargano doesn't need it. He's been there forever. I just wish he would move up, to be honest, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But it's very clear they want Karrion Cross on the main roster. It's very clear that he's dominant, and it's also very clear that they are basically building this up to – it's a hybrid situation because the way they're building it, it could go in multiple directions and it would make sense. He could lose. It would make sense. He could win. It would make sense. He could wrestle Samoa Joe. It would make sense. So they are leaving all of their options open right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Triple H is like backstage, like trying to persuade them to let him keep carrying cross for a little longer. What I'm getting at is I don't think this has been decided yet. I don't think even they know what the end result of this is yet. And I think that's why we haven't gotten a scheduled match yet. Yeah, I, I, I did notice that tonight. We we got, as I said, those like three segments. And then I kind of thought, oh, we're kind of uh, fast tracking this so that next week we might get Gargano versus Cross. But they had not announced that, at least not yet. So uh, maybe we'll kind of have to wait for that match uh, on an episode of NXT. I highly doubt they'll draw it out all the way to the next takeover. But uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see the logic there that this isn't a settled matter that they're... Uh, not sure about Cross getting called up right now. And Johnny mentioned about uh, Bronson Reed. Maybe there are some people that want uh, Cross to come up for, for the fans coming back. But then obviously I think there might be people on XT saying, well, we don't want Cross to leave yet. So that I do, I could definitely imagine there being some kind of a clash in that sense. So uh, I don't know. I, I do agree that uh, I like that unpredictability. And tonight we did see more teases of uh, Cross and Smojo. And I definitely want to see that. I mean, that's, that will be to me. That's a very cool clash. These two, you know, dominant powerhouses. And, and if Joe gets cleared, I think that will be pretty much at the top of my list. So I'm very much hoping to see that at some point soon. Um, and I, you know, it, I, I mean, it's worth noting. Kenesh Curse saying uh, Cross could leave with a title. Kevin Owens did it. It's possible, but I, I would more expect maybe a, a traditional someone uh, someone beating across their title. I like you mentioned earlier, Pete Dunn is one idea, although he, he wasn't on show tonight. So, and not to say that, you know, that they can't do that later on, but uh, I don't know. I, 
I, I, I guess I, I was saying earlier, you know, Gargano, I thought was going to turn face. The crowd cheered him, but he's not being booked like a face. So it is this kind of weird gray area. And as not friends from Nando saying, you don't need to have classic heel on face. Like you don't need to do that, that pattern. Uh, and it, it can be cool to have a different, you know, a different structure like that. But like, like we were talking about, you know, it isn't quite working at least, you know, not as well as it could be. Um, I don't know. I, I, I but and I want to point out real quickly how you mentioned that the crowd was cheering Gargano. Uh, it should be noted that uh, NXT took a little different approach to the crowd tonight. Uh, before the live show started, there was an announcement for the live crowd that they would be giving a prize to the rowdiest fan, and that seemed to do the trick for probably one of the best NXT crowds we've had since the return of fans. Uh, that's very interesting to me. Uh, it worked. It was very much a lively crowd. Uh, wh- what do you th- what do you think about them uh, uh, making that kind of incentive where you, if you're rowdy, we'll reward you for it? Like, wh- what's your whole thought on that happening? I mean, I, I guess in a nutshell, do what you got to do. Uh, I think there have been times, even since fans uh, were, have been welcomed back into the Capitol Wrestling Center, that some things, whether it's matches or or heated segments, haven't gotten the the reaction they might hope for. Uh, even now, even as they're kind of welcoming slightly more fans than they had been, um, I think that that's one way to kind of stimulate the, the fans' response. Like if you encourage them to to give you that feedback, to give you that uh, a reaction. I mean, to me. I don't care how, how they do it. Like, I, I guess I'd, yeah, you'd rather that be organic, that, that people actually cheer that or, or actually boo or actually just react somehow. Um, but if the, the, the end results, all that really matters in that sense. Like if I'm, if I'm the viewer and I'm sitting there and people are cheering. It's, it's just interesting to me because this is something that they introduced in the Thunderdome era over the loudspeaker of the video call. Like they would tell you, and it wasn't the same with NXT, but during the Thunderdome, they would tell you when to cheer. They would tell you when to boo. This isn't Jerry Springer. I mean, you can't do that at Raw or SmackDown over the. You just can't, you can't make that work. But telling them that if you are loud and if you show your support for your favorites, you could win something. Who knows what it is, but you could win something. That's just a new approach that I thought was interesting. I don't think that would work for our SmackDown because, like, at that point, it's basically just like you're picking a random person that wins, and it doesn't actually matter if you're loud or not. Right. But I think in this small environment, they probably do have people watching for, you know, who's loud and obnoxious and whatever. And I just thought it was an interesting approach for them to take. Uh, maybe they saw the feedback that people were saying the crowd has been dead the past couple of weeks. Tonight, it was clearly the opposite. So all I'm saying is their efforts clearly paid off tonight. So I'm interested to see if they if they do it again moving forward. Yeah, and like you just said, you know, the Capitol Wrestling Center is more contained. It's it's smaller. It's easier to do that. So, and I, I think I, I had seen that they are probably going to stay in the uh, Capitol Wrestling Center for a while. So, you know, if this worked tonight, if they're happy with that, whatever the prize might be, you know, I, I have to imagine it's something reasonable. So they could probably do it fairly regularly. You know, if not every show, like you know just kind of on a semi-regular basis to just to, to, again, stimulate that reaction. So, and I agree with Francis Renato saying nothing wrong with getting those incentives to get the crowd uh, hyped up, to get them, uh, you know, 
giving you that feedback that you want because like uh, especially when you have a, a lessened capacity anyway you got to kind of make most of the, the crowd you do have so uh and again if you're in this uh you know this this smaller arena that you can do that with i, I see no reason why not to so i think it's a good idea and I don't see any any fault with it, really. So uh, we were talking about how Cross and Gargano probably not going to be on the uh, Great American Bash, but one match that will be on that card is Adam Cole versus uh, Kyle O'Reilly in a standard wrestling match. Uh, th their exchange tonight might have been my favorite part of the show. Adam Cole is really bringing the heat with his promos these days. Uh, when he when he faced off of Karrion Cross a couple weeks ago, when he was just really you know throwing some shots his way, and tonight. He really brought the heat, and he was basically saying that Kyle O'Reilly would be nothing without him, that Kyle O'Reilly uh, wished that he had half the career that Adam Cole has, that he carried O'Reilly throughout their time in the Undisputed Era, all these things. And then he said, basically said, oh, the, the world knows I'm better than you, and your wife knows uh, that I'm better than you. I thought that was a little much. but And the Kyle O'Reilly said basically that he was ashamed of his time in the Undisputed Era, and he was ashamed that it took him this long to uh, see how, quote-unquote, pathetic uh, Adam Cole is. So... I like this a lot. For me, this was a great way to really heat up a, a rematch that didn't feel necessary. And now they've really recaptured the heat for this feud. And now I'm really, really looking forward to it beyond just the fact that it's going to be a great match. Now there's an even more uh, investment in it. So uh, for me, at least, I, I'm very much looking forward to Cole versus O'Reilly. More so now because of the segment than I was heading into the show. But John, what do you think of this? And uh, uh, I guess heading into next week, this rematch between o uh, Cole and O'Reilly. Uh, you know, I, I wish this was the swan song for Adam Cole, to be completely honest, because, and I'm not saying it won't be, I don't think it will be, but it would be interesting if it was. Uh, I love how they're like riding a fine line with this because Cole is very just often throwing shade at Rod or at, um, Kyle O'Reilly and his family. Uh, but Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly is not doing the same to Adam Cole. And of course, it's controversial because his girlfriend is AEW Women's Champion. But I thought that there was an opportunity there to basically... And I, I get Kyle Raleigh's a babyface, so it doesn't really matter as much for him. But I thought it would have been really cool if he would have been like, well, at least somebody in the family is a champion and it's not you. Just something like that, you know? Just something yeah. simple like that, that people would get the reference to to kind of get them talking and get, you know... Because that kind of stuff gets people talking. Um, yeah, I, I do think O'Reilly will win again, uh, yeah. and then maybe maybe he moves on to a title feud or something. I'm not sure, but every time we say Adam Cole has done everything he could possibly do, either he gets thrown into a title feud again or he just repeats a past match. I don't see a Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole again after this. I, I I could see the argument for Adam Cole and Roderick Strong with the diamond mine. I could see the argument for Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, I guess, uh, if they wanted to kind of get all those two-way feuds out of the way at once. Um, but I'm excited to see the match. It probably is going to be match of the week looking at the card next week. I would agree. assume this will probably be the main event too. I think we can agree on that. Um, so... I'm excited to see what happens and anything with Adam Cole is usually pretty interesting. Yeah. And uh, like I said, I, there's no doubt this would, this would, would have been a great match regardless of the story leading to it, but I was glad that we had this segment uh, tonight kind of add even more heat to it. So um, yeah, I, I feel like we say this every time uh, Adam Cole has a big match, 
I, I feel like this will be a good time. If he loses, send him up to the main roster. Um, so again, we're talking just like we're talking about with Reed and Cross, fans coming back. WWE probably looking for um new blood new new people to really kind of shine the spotlight on adam cole and in some ways kind of long overdue for a call-up like this so uh i could definitely see that you know and uh yeah you know fans coming back pretty much two weeks on just about two weeks from now so uh i could you know it's not like there'd be a long layoff so i think that make a lot of sense to me and whatever it might be i'm not quite sure but uh obviously adam cole maybe more more than anybody uh ready willing and I don't know about able, but definitely ready <laughs> and, and, and uh, qualified, I should say, to be on the main roster. So uh, I, I, I would I would like to see him on the main roster. Um, and just like we we're saying about Cross and Reed, sooner or later, I think that will definitely be good for, for him and the main roster. Uh, and Nando asking what about Kyle O'Reilly. I mean, he never got his one-on-one match with Karrion Cross for the NXT title. He was, he was in that five-way match. Um, so I don't, maybe there's that, but then, I, we, again, there's a lot of uncertainty. We're talking about Karrion Cross. Is he going to move up? Maybe he, uh, O'Reilly would be a better or or more uh, suitable champion uh, to kind of carry NXT for a couple of months rather than someone like Johnny Gargano has already done that. Uh, because Johnny, you're mentioning someone, quote unquote, more than Gargano, someone a little more uh, of a realistic kind of match for Cross in that sense, where we've seen O'Reilly really hold his own with Finn Balor. So I think I'd like to see that. I would like to see, I would not like to see him necessarily lose to Cross because he, he did lose to Balor twice. If not for Cross, you mentioned maybe O'Reilly kind of, I don't want to say stepping down, but kind of moving away from the exit title, focusing on the North American title. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of hard to see. Maybe, maybe we could see O'Reilly feud with, uh, with Roderick Strong, you're just talking about Adam Cole and Roderick Strong in that sense, if they want to do that. So that could be an option. I think that could be really cool. Um, There are options, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. And and the the second part of Nana's question, if I think that uh, O'Reilly has, quote unquote, the power to put the butts in seats like Adam Cole, one thing that I did really like about the segment with Cole and O'Reilly was the best friend was have a layer of truth to them. And to me, I, I think at least in terms of the, the, the perception, I think Adam Cole definitely has that, that main eventer, real like star presence in a lot of ways. Not in the traditional like, oh, he's this big jack dude, but just he's got the charisma and, and natural ability like that. Kyle Riley has come such a long way. He, he Those matches with uh, Finn Balor and just he's really been impressive for months now. But in more maybe in, especially from a casual fan's perspective, I think there's definitely a discrepancy there. So when when Cole was saying, "Oh, you know, you wish you had half the career that I did," if you look back at Adam Cole with you know Ring of Honor, all the places, and granted, there's been a lot of overlap, but I think there's definitely some truth to that. So uh, I think O'Reilly definitely has star power. Um, it's tough to compare him to Adam Cole. I think Adam Cole may be the the, the more main event slash you know he may have more of that quote unquote butts and seats ability, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think that's not, that's not a knock on Riley at all. I think he's very talented. And uh, should that be the way that NXT goes, where he might be the next champion down the road with Cross maybe moving up, I think he's more than qualified to do that. So I'd be very happy to see that. Uh, while we were, we were talking about uh, Roderick Strong a little bit, might as well mention he, Roderick Strong and the Diamond Mind. They debuted last week. They were on the show this week. But we did not, we did not really get any development other than Roderick Strong beating um Asher Hale, Asher Hale, yes. a very like kind of a kind of a squash match, and all, all the only development we really saw was uh, Malcolm Bivens saying the Diamond Mine is open for business, and there's That's more. It. <laughs> like there was a very brief thing for me. 
I'm a little old fashioned. I like to see kind of stable debuts week one, week two, we get a promo where they kind of give a mission statement or, or a motive or, or why, why they're all together. And that might be coming and maybe I just have to be patient, but, uh, didn't get that this week so i don't we don't really know what to really make of the diamond mind yet but i will say roddick strong he looked good he had, he had a nasty backbreaker and a rolling elbow so uh, i felt and i tweeted about it during the show i feel like the diamond mind could really be good for 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 roddick strong we, we've seen uh, kyle rally rise with the ranks and i think uh roddick strong really could enjoy a similar if not renaissance maybe just kind of a, a breakout run because he's never really had that that singles run on nxt would you agree john uh yeah i would agree for sure uh, definitely deserved now, which I think will, will hopefully be successful. They've hyped this up for a weeks now, and I, I have confidence that this group can make it work. Yeah, and uh, we have, I feel like we say it every week now, but there are a lot of factions here, so I'm hopeful that the Diamond Mind will find a way to really st stand out and, and find success. You know, we see, we saw Swerve Scott win the title tonight, so that's going to be our records. Hopefully, uh, the Diamond Mind will find if not a title, at least kind of a, a prominent storyline to quickly kind of stand out somehow beyond just the, the general the general buzz around them uh, that we've seen in recent weeks. But uh, meanwhile, we have seen more uh, of these battery charging vignettes, and we there's a lot of buzz about that. Nobody knows who this is about. A lot of speculation from uh, injured stars returning to some people on the main roster coming back to NXT because they're quote-unquote recharged. Anybody from Keith Lee to Tegan Knox to even Finn Balor, we, and John, you and I talked about it when they when these vignettes started showing up, but tonight it got up to 81%, so you have to think that uh, next week, Great American Bash will be the time that we see the, the battery reach 100%, and whoever it might be uh, that the, the vignettes are for will be here um, at Great American Bash. And uh, at least at this point, who do you think will be behind, behind this? Who is who, this hyping up? Uh, I think it'll get to 100% next week, but I think when it gets to 100%, it's going to say something like next week or whatever will be the reveal. So not like two weeks from tonight, I think, is when we'll find out. Um, I don't think it's Tessa. I've seen people saying Tessa. I don't think it's Tessa. I don't think it's Finn Balor. It wouldn't make sense for me if it was Finn Balor or Bobby Fish, for that matter. Uh, I still think Tegan Knox is the likeliest possibility. Um if I had to pick a male superstar, I don't even know who I'd pick. I mean, a case might be able to be made for Walter. He's been gone for a little bit, but uh, Tegan Knox is definitely my first guess. And I've seen people saying Daniel Bryan, maybe, maybe Daniel Bryan, but uh, you answer it. Who do you think uh, is your, who's your top two? I want to see Keith Lee. But again, we don't know what's going on with him in terms of, you know, me any medical issues or I don't necessarily see the 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 main roster decision makers saying, OK, you can have Keith Lee back because that would kind of be a sur sur surrender in a way where they'd be like, oh, like, we, we didn't make this work. And, you know, I guess it's, they, they would scrap it. I don't see that. You know, I, I, would, I think that they would uh, try and if Keith Lee is good to go or when he does come back, they will, they might try to do something with that. Um, I don't think it's Finn Balor. I don't think I saw a lot of people saying it's Kona Reeves. And I really hope that's not the case. Uh, Kona Reeves was on NXT. I saw him a little bit when I first started watching the show. Um, but other than that, he's been gone for a while. So I just, I wouldn't really have much. As, I wouldn't think much about that other than just being a little disappointed because 
I, I mean, just like the dynamite, you, you get your hype something up and you want something big. I thought Roderick Strong and uh, debuting this new stable, that's something big. The uh, the the battery recharging thing, I, I hope it's something noteworthy. I mean, uh, Fernando Nando saying Bobby Roode could make NXT glorious again. I like that idea. Um, DJ Cassius saying uh, Wade Barrett, maybe if he's cleared for competition, I don't know about that. It's possible. I like the idea if Barrett's good to go, but that's pure speculation, so I don't know. Smoke Joe, but again, uh, there's a lot of just what ifs or, or uncertainty here. I don't know if slash when Joe will be cleared. I don't know why they necessarily would bring him back as an enforcer if he was even close to being cleared. And then in this case, you know, if, if it is for Joe, like that's feel weird to me because he only came back a couple weeks ago. So I guess really for me, my hope is Keith Lee, but realistically. Tegan Knox, probably, yeah. Uh, on the male <laughs> side, beyond that, I don't know. But uh, another another thing to look forward to is the return of the breakout tournament. We don't know who will be in it, and I have no idea who 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 it might be in that either. There's a lot of just a lot of mystery and intrigue. They announced the breakout tournament. We saw Dexter Loomis, and uh, I think Angel Garza, Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, um, Joaquin Wild, a bunch of notable names from uh, that are still in NXT in some prominent spots. Uh, still uh, on the on the brand now, so uh, this could definitely be a chance for NXT to add some new, major, if not major players, uh, at least uh, you know noteworthy contributors to the brand. So I'm not quite sure who it might be. I think there there have been some people in the the performance under classes that have been uh, signed and probably training down uh, in the training down there that we haven't seen yet. Um, so we might see some of those. We've seen some some of those people debut recently, but maybe some some ones we haven't because I, I think that would be realistic. Um, but otherwise, you know, I'm looking forward to see how, who impresses. I, I really enjoyed the breakout tournament in 2019, so it's just a fun way to add uh, fresh blood to NXT at a time when the theme of the night show we were talking about uh, Cross and Reed, maybe even Adam Cole uh, potentially even. Then you bring in new new blood for NXT. That's kind of a nice trade off there. So I don't know who's going to be in this tournament, but. I think that's definitely something to look forward to. That'll begin in two weeks, not next week, uh, the week after American Bash. So definitely something to look forward to. Another suggestion from DJ Cassier here saying, maybe it's Dexter Loomis being recharged. John, I'm heartbroken because I think this was, what, the second week, if not longer, that we haven't seen Dexter Loomis at all? And if if there's no Dexter Loomis, that means there's no index. So we talked about it a little while, I think a week or two ago now. John's giving me the thumbs up. But man, like... Is this the is this index over? Like, are they just dropping in that entirely? Like, and John's John, you're pumping your fist, but like, as a viewer, you know, even if you don't like the storyline, I feel fr- like, and I, I, and I do. So, I, as someone ha- that likes the storyline, I say that I'm frustrated because I, I really don't like when storylines uh, that get a lot of investment and time just poof disappear without a trace. And I haven't seen anything about. Dark Slim was, you know, why why he's absent, but uh, Andy Hartwell was, was on show tonight. She's defending the NXT Women's Tag Team Championship next week. We, we could talk about that, but no, Dexter Loomis. So that's a bummer, you know. And uh, I, I mm. at this point, I'm 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 increasingly convinced that uh, that, that 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 is the case, and I, I will I would say that I'm disappointed by that. Uh, no comment. Besides, if they have good for him if they haven't i'm not going to sit around and wait for the next one uh i do think we'll probably get something else in our reality though 
Um, maybe there's something going on with either Loomis or Indy. I'm not sure. Well, I don't think we saw either of them tonight, right? We briefly saw Indy that uh, she confronted um, Yoshirai yes, and Joey, okay. Joey Stark after they won that tag team match. Segway. Uh, the show opened with a very fun tag team match. It was Zoe Stark and Io Shirai versus Rachel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai and Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart in a triple threat match. The winner of this one will, would earn a tag team championship match uh, next week on, at the Great American Bash. I thought this was a very fun match. I mean, we, I feel like we talk about it all the time. NXT's women's division, best in the business. Matches like this show exactly why that's the case. Uh, you've got Io Shirai out there flying around. you got Raquel Gonzalez being an awesome powerhouse. Uh, just the, you know, Great wrestlers doing great things. I enjoy it a lot. But um, here we did see Yoshirai and Zoe Stark win. Um, I, I, uh, I have a little tickle in the back of my mind that I thought, okay, maybe they'll they'll do a, even just a tease of uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai splitting up. But no, nothing like that. That would have felt a little weird, admittedly, with Great American Bash next week. So they will probably probably try to draw that out until the next takeover, which will be in August at this point. So uh, but in the meantime... Uh, Zoe Stark, Yoshirai, Wolf Face, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell next week for the titles. So, and Stephen Chambers here predicting maybe uh, new sets of men's and women's tag team champions next week because both titles will be on the line. John, do you think Zoe Stark and Yoshirai could take the titles next week? Uh, there's a case to be made that that could possibly happen. I do agree there because um, uh, Raquel, or not Raquel, but uh, Candice and Indy there. Did it run its course is a question, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think we're going to see a change there on the men's side. Um, more likely, but I still don't think so. I don't think we get any changes next week. I think the title change we would have got happened tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got we got the title change tonight. Um I mean, we will have those title matches next week. So for me, we did get this confrontation between MSK and Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. For me, it feels pretty clear that MSK is going to win. You, you mentioned that you you think there's a chance that uh, Ciampa and Thatcher could win. Um, I don't necessarily see that. I feel like MSK is kind of locked in uh, until they're get, until they're going to get called up. I just I think that they're the the best team NXT has right now. So. Uh, I, I don't see them necessarily losing titles here, especially like, you know, I think uh, Thatcher and Champa have done great work. They had a, a, you know, a great match, at least with girls with young veterans, and, and they are definitely a, a legit team. Toothless Timmy cracks me up every time. I just like, you know, think it's a fun nickname. Um, and for me, I really like Tomasa Champa. I think, yeah, for me, he's always one of my favorites in NXT. Uh, and I, I definitely think he deserves a run with more, more gold at some point, but I don't know if this is that time. And I will say, that uh, and uh, Champa uh, said it himself. Like, he, if anybody can kind of boost the title, it's Champa. Like, he he made he really did wonders for the the NXT title when he held it, and I think he could do the same for the tag titles. But at the same time, you know, fans continue to boo MSK. The Capital Wrestling Center. I don't know what's up with them, but they continue to boo MSK. I don't get it. They booed him, I think, like back in March, and now now it's June, and they're still just not some of them out. I don't know. And I, they're 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 great in the ring. They're getting booked fine, like fine, like they're they're, yeah. they're likable. I don't, I don't, I, I don't get it. Like, what, why, why don't people like MSK, John? I don't understand. Uh, this is the mystery. Just like, why are people getting excited over Hit Row? Uh, I am not exactly sure why they're booing them. They haven't done anything to be booed, deserving it. I, I, I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. So, um, some predicting that uh, 
maybe because of this reaction that the MSK could lose the titles here. Like Jeff is saying, the, um, MSK is going to lose. They're not over, but DJ Cassier is saying MSK is not going to lose. They're not just they're not, they're not ready to lose yet. And I, I would more tend to uh, lean on that. That uh, I just don't see them losing titles until they're going to get called up. I just think they there's no reason to. I, I think they they can try and kind of ride out this this negative reaction. Maybe once NXT is kind of back in a, in a more normal schedule where it's either you know maybe outside the capital wrestling center i don't know maybe, maybe it's just just the fans there i don't know so to me that i don't like you just said I don't, I don't understand it there's no reason to really boo them uh, i hope that this kind of corrects itself out um you know because I, I i don't want to see this kind of hamper and this case run because they are very good and i, I enjoy them a lot so what i enjoyed tonight was tian shopping up a big win in the mixed tag team match it was uh Zaya and boa facing uh, jake atlas and mercedes martinez but the big story here was Zaya Lee knocking out mercedes martinez with a nasty spinning kick and at first i thought uh, it was a very like for a split second i was like oh man she just really did a really good job uh selling that but then Mar Mar mercedes martinez kind of collapsed she, she hit her head on the canvas and instantly a lot of people myself included worried that she might be injured i haven't seen anything yet you know if anything comes out we'll of course we'll have details about it over at wrestlezone.com but um at the very least we hope that uh, Martinez is, is okay, but uh, uh, Zaylee won this by via uh, by knockout, literally just by by, by old school knockout. Um, so this was a, a good way to kind of granted you don't like to see someone get like legit knocked out like that, but mm -hmm. uh, for the result at least, and I, I tweeted about it before the 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 end of the match. I was happy that at least uh, Tian Shaw got this uh, got this big win as you know they, they seem like a legit group and they feel a little different than the other factions in NXT because it feels like it's Xia and Boa with um, Mei Ying as kind of their manager or like mysterious presence. It does feel like a little different. So I, I don't mind that as much. But what do you think of, I guess, just uh, Tian Shaw kind of getting a more, a little more of the spotlight here? Uh, it was very intriguing. It was a scary part of the show for sure. Uh, you hate to see stuff like that. Uh, it looks pretty legitimate. We'll have to keep our eyes out for any updates on that. But I, I love the development here with basically all of the superstars involved in this. I guess we could call it like a mini feud of, of sorts. But uh, I, I like the, the way that they kind of propel all of their superstars forward while not making anybody else look bad or weak. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think that's definitely a strong point for NXT. And I think that's one thing that I, I pretty much enjoy week to week. And it's something that you don't always see nearly as much on the main roster. But uh, it's definitely a strong point for NXT here. Didn't want to. I was trying to avoid you know, too much negativity here. So one thing, we, big thing we haven't really talked about. We are going to get rematch between LA Knight and Cameron Grimes next week for the million dollar title. Definitely a, a fitting match for the Great American Bash. But LA Knight. Uh, wasn't going to give Cameron Grimes a rematch for free. He said, all right, I'll give you a rematch. But if you lose, you've got to become my butler. <sighs> I have never really cared for, for the stipulation. I get it. I get. I know this is the Ted DiBiase thing. It's got the, the Virgil connections. Um, I, I understand that. And, and I understand the logic there. But I, I don't think Knight is going to lose. So we're probably going to get, you know, a butler storyline here and we saw this earlier with uh the earlier this year with aw or maybe it was you know i think it was earlier this year with aw it was miro and, and chuck taylor um i don't know it just feel it feels a little too old-fashioned to me 
and there's 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 a place for for retro and classic things in wrestling but for me this is one of those things that i don't care for as much but dj cassier wondering who i think who we think benefits more from benefits more from a win um i guess la night because we johnny i think you and i talked about one night one title in the first place grimes doesn't necessarily need to win he's got that strong character work and uh you know, yeah, you you want to see him win, you want to see him do well, but he can easily bounce back. I think at this point, LA Knight, if he lost, you know, they kind of derail his momentum, and, and then what? And and then it'd be a 50-50 thing, and then we'd probably get a third match, whereas if LA Knight wins, we could kind of pivot, and, and you know, even though I was saying I don't really want to see it, pivot into the, the Butler thing, and then presumably have someone else uh, face Gra- uh, Knight for the title. So I think uh, Knight has more to gain in that sense. Uh, I did like that one line from Cameron Grimes saying that Knight just wanted a piece of bling, but Grimes generally wanted to to represent the million dollar legacy. So didn't, they did a good job building up this match, you know, for next week, and I'm looking forward to it. But um, yeah, no, I don't know. I, I I'm not too on board with this Butler thing. And what would you agree or uh, or regardless, like, what do you think of the Butler thing? And then uh, of this match on paper next week. Oh boy. Um, I think that this benefits LA Knight winning, even though I don't like where Grimes is going to go when he loses. I could see a 50 50 scenario where, like, there's a double count out or something like that next week. So then technically he doesn't have to be the butler, but LA Knight doesn't lose. Um, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not interested in seeing Cameron Grimes delegated to this role for long term. This has the same vibes I got of Roman and Jey Uso with the right, if you lose, you're my right-hand man type thing. Uh, I I think it's kind of sloppy. It could have been done differently, but I'm willing to see where it goes first. On the plus side, I feel like maybe if Knight actually wins and uh, Grimes becomes a butler, then at least you know maybe they kind of uh, take the approach that they they have grimes get revenge that the grimes could win the title maybe a takeover in august and something like that um maybe there's something said for that nest chris grimes could win with ted DiBiase's help or on the kind of the, the flip side herman takar saying that virgil could come out and help la knight uh well, we talked about it uh, before the last takeover there's definitely some history there you've got virgil maybe you've got irs they've got like those those classic characters in the ted DiBiase mythos so uh it's you know it's it's possible i don't know that's why i think it's realistic but they could do stuff like that um but yeah i'm not just saying that the virtual thing was whack when it was a thing in the 80s yeah and it was wacky then it's wacky now so that's why i don't really necessarily care for it so uh and yeah did you pointing out as i said uh aw did the butler thing miro miro and trent um and chuck taylor and it's yeah it just didn't really do anything for for them and I don't, I don't want to be negative. I don't necessarily see WWE or, in this case, NXT doing much better in that sense. So, to me, yeah, whack is a good way to describe it. I'm not necessarily looking forward to it. But I am looking forward to the match, and I'm looking forward to American Bash. I think it'll be a great show. We can give our general thoughts on it. But before we do that, John, scale of 1 10, what do you think of NXT tonight? Seven. Seven? Yeah, we're going to go with a seven. Uh, I thought the matches were pretty good. Title change was nice to see. Some of the promos were pretty good. Uh, I just think 
this card for next week that they've built is kind of like not strong enough to be a takeover, but just slightly stronger than a regular NXT TV show right in between there. I would agree. I would agree for me. Um, I'll go for like a 7.3, you know, pretty good show, good promos. And then maybe that's too low. Cause I, I really liked the, uh, Cole, Cole and Riley segment. I like the tease of cross and Joe. Uh, like I said, it took a weird kind of, um, decline in terms of my my uh, rooting trust in cross versus gargano because i hadn't hadn't really into it and now i'm not so sure about it but uh good matches i was happy with the title chains given the circumstances of uh reed likely moving up soon ish uh and, and sort of scott and that being good for hit row so uh i know I'll, i'm gonna agree with now to here i give nxt a trust the process 7.2 exactly you gotta trust the process nxt cr- cranking out good shows you, you just gotta keep on trusting it and believing it because you know more often than not they do reward that faith in it so um hopefully it will uh yeah just hope the hopefully the process will work out did you guys say giving an eight we briefly uh should mention that uh saray appeared on the show she challenged tony storm to a match so maybe that will be in the works for probably not next week, but maybe uh, two yeah. weeks from now or, or so, you know, something like that. Another good match probably in the works there for a very, very loaded woman's vision. So I think that'll be good. Maybe to uh, boost Soraya up the card even more. Although uh, Tony Storm kind of in a bit of a slump, but I think just, I, I guess at that point, better to be on the show than not, not at all. So I think that'll be, at least it'd be a good match. And that, as always, I think that's the, the, the the bread and butter for NXT. You're always going to have great matches. So Kevin Taylor, 7.1. Michael Company with a 7.8 because the title change. Hermit Carr with a 6. Michael Field with a 7. And Laura Rock with a 7.4. Pretty good show. And I would agree with your assessment, John, that um, probably not. it's not really a takeover level card for next week. Uh, an elevated episode of NXT. And that's exactly what it is. It, it, it's a, a TV special. It's the Great American Bash. We'll be next week. We'll be here to talk about it. I'm really looking forward to uh, Cole and O'Reilly. I think that'll be a very good match. I think MSK and Champa, uh, Champa and Thatch will be a very good match. Looking forward to that very much. Um, so I think the the matches are going to be fantastic. Yeah, it won't be necessarily a takeover level show, but I think it'll be a very good one. And I'm looking forward to talking about it. So John, you and I will be back here next week on Tuesday to talk all things you know, on, on XC and the Great American matches to see uh, how it unfolds. If we will see uh, whoever is behind the battery charging mystery and... Uh, whatever else happens. So John, you and I are here every Monday to talk about a Monday night raw. We're every Tuesday to talk about NXT, the dynamite dudes that to talk about all things W. We also do, do WCW rewritten talking about fun Facebook and stuff. And Robert, Robert D. Fleece and I talk about Friday Smackdown on Fridays or until AW apparently pushes us over to Saturdays. And also, we've got a great stream of interviews coming at you guys all the time. Bill Price recently interviewed uh, Weston Blake, formerly known as Wesley Blake. And he also interviewed Eric Rowan and Fred Rosser. All just a great event is constantly coming at you guys. Uh, always available on our um, any number of platforms Spotify, SignCloud, YouTube, Apple Podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. And remember, we're on the very home stretch here before things at least kind of return to normal in the wrestling world, at least. So, John, until then and even beyond, we do one thing above all else at Vessel's Own, and I need you to tell me what that is. Uh, enjoy wrestling. Indeed. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>